This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Introducing a little bit more basketball to tie with a big, big win last night. Nate Oates having some um, things to say about my game cats and all the chirping that was going on. I don't know if you watched the game, but uh, it was a really, really good game, especially the first half. I thought uh, both teams were struggling a little bit shooting the basketball, but uh, the second half, it was all about the Crimson Tide. Uh, they turned things on. They got the outside three-ball shot going, and uh, the route was on and popping. So we'll get... Uh, and two Alabama basketball, we hear from the head coach, Nate Odoms. Lamont Paris and the Gamecocks suffered their second loss of the season. And uh, we'll talk about that because the SEC, we talk about football all the time and how tough and how challenging it is for the basketball, excuse me, for the football. The basketball team is just as challenging, in my opinion, uh, several teams, basically on the road, going on the road, trying to get a win in the SEC in basketball. Uh, it's tough, so we'll get to some of that. Uh, some NFL news, we'll go talk about that. Of course, a lot of jobs need to be filled. Uh, who's going to be the best candidates there? Uh, a lot of things happening uh, in the world of the National Football League as we get ready and get you set for the playoffs uh, this weekend. We can talk more about NFL for sure and take a look at some of the Bama guys that will be playing this weekend so we can get into some of that. Love just to hear from you to continue to talk about Alabama football. A lot of things still swirling, still happening around the program. And, um, of course, jobs need to be filled, right? We talked about Kevin Steele retiring got to find a defensive coordinator. you got to find the receiver's coach. So that Nick Saban, which is part for the course for Alabama football, let's be honest, every single year uh, we are talking about replacing some type of coach or some type of coordinator. Normally it is the coordinators uh, that uh, Nick Saban has had to do many, many times. 
So no, you know, really strange thing there. And all his relationships and everything that he has going on, I don't see that being a problem. Uh, you know, will that happen, especially if the coordinator position with them, with T-Rob? Will he be the guy? Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I'd love to, to see how you feel about that. I gave some some of my thoughts, and Christian and I did on yesterday. Uh, we'd love to hear more from you on today. Uh, what's your thoughts on if, in fact, Nick Saber decides to go with the defensive coordinator hiring within? Well, if it's T-Rock, do you like that? I've been uh, reading a lot of stuff on social media. A lot of you seem to like that. You seem to think it's a uh, no-brainer. Um, and I, if you, I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, but if you didn't, basically I said I wasn't just totally sold on um, that particular hire just right now. So um love to get your thoughts. And here's the drill. We tell you every single day how to do it. Many of you probably know, but... It's always great to be reminded, right? Here's your number, 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. And we at this show particularly love to utilize the TIE 100 app. We love it. I think it's a great way to, to get your thoughts, your comments, your questions in. And you can, um, and it gives us some other things too to think about or, you know, add to the show. And so we'd love for you, if you're at work, if you're driving, um, however, whatever you're doing that you, you can either talk to, you know, you can hit the button and say, Ty 104.9, this message is for Corey Christian. Hey, what do you think about the new hire at the coordinating position for the Alabama Crystal Tide? Boom, there you go. And so you can do things like that. So we love to utilize that because we have the best reader in the state of Alabama. He won many awards. If you look at his Instagram or X post, you're probably going to see awards hanging from all of his walls. That guy's Noah Haynes. And no, Hayes, you know, tell the people all the reading awards that you won growing up. <laughs> uh, he, I think he won a few spelling bees, he said. Um, <laughs> in the scholar reading um, award at his middle school when he was in the sixth grade. So, yeah, you got a lot of those kinds of things, man. Yeah. Noah, what's, I mean, your, uh, what's your favorite book to read? Do you have one? Uh, my favorite on book spot. is probably um, World War Z. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a really well yeah it's I I love I love me some zombies and it's it's written really well because uh, so you read that before the movie uh, yes oh wow I knew you was weird oh I'm I'm definitely a weirdo oh come on yeah I'm crazy (laughs) yeah I mean think about it you do know it was weird that's not weird I mean he just is into I mean he likes zombies okay and I mean like just people probably think you're weird. I mean, don't get I don't know I am. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Supporting South Carolina. That. Ooh, how they do yeah, there, you go, there, you go, there you go. There you go. Get on him, Noah. Yeah, well, That's let's exactly stop right. all yeah, that no, junk right now. Yeah, no, he, he don't want to talk about that because I, I went to the game. I, I attended the game and, you know, the second half wasn't really much of a game. I think we held it on 18 points. Uh, talk about Mark Sears, man. Uh, heck of a he was, player. He was a he was on point, man. Yeah, it looked like him and that Michi guy that you guys had, they like they might have been going back. I told you, I told you yesterday that this was going to be a showdown with the point guards. I mean, I I knew Michi was a good player. He's averaging, I think, probably 19 a game. I think he dropped uh, 16 yesterday, maybe. Something yeah, like he that. dropped 16 yesterday. Of course, uh, you know, we knew what Alabama was about to do. But when you look at a 74 to 47 blowout win for, for Alabama with South Carolina, I would tell you this, I was a little bit shocked. I mean, I, uh, you know, Alabama has struggled. I mean, they went into this game nine and five, right? right. They haven't been just like 
overwhelmingly just, you know, just playing great basketball. They score one of the top scoring teams for sure in the country, probably the number one in the SEC. Uh, but their defense has been uh, missing. I'll say it just like that. Uh, South Carolina, they were like two different teams. You know, South Carolina played great defense. I said yesterday, Lamont Paris, the head coach of South Carolina, he's a guy you, if you're an offensive guy, you want to play for him. I mean, he wants you to go up down the court, shoot, you know, threes, dribble drive, you know, pick and pops. He likes all those things, right? But he's going to force you. If you can't play defense, you can't play for Lamont Paris. And South Carolina was only giving up about 60 low number change a game, right? Alabama averaged 90-something. Now, they didn't get to that 90-something. They scored 74. But... Uh, South Carolina couldn't get anything, uh, you know, going uh, offensively. So especially the second half, it was a one-point game. Uh, I think Alabama was leading at the half. Yep. South Carolina led early in the ball game. But, you know, that being said, you know, Christian, I, I know I know we got some sound, and we want to hear some of that today, too, from NATO's head coach of Alabama, mm. you know, about all the chirping from the sidelines and South Carolina players. So they're not, you know, one uh, thing I heard, Nate said, the guy in South Carolina was saying, well, you know, they're not ready for us in the SEC, which kind of shocking to me. I mean, that's not going to be good. They lost coming into that game was against Clemson, and that was a game that they they had to leave for a while and easily could have won at uh, Little John Coliseum. But nonetheless, let's focus today on Alabama and, and what they got. Uh, Mark Sears was phenomenal. Uh, you know, they got help in other areas. They rebounded the basketball very nicely. They seemed like they played better defense, the best defense that I've seen them play uh, this entire season. But a good win to give Alabama their 10th win of the year, 10-5 and five, uh, in, uh, into the season. So it looks like they are ready for SEC play, Christian. Yeah, they definitely look – at least they looked apart the last night. I mean, it, it, let's just be real. I mean, the, the the score doesn't tell the whole story. Like you said, the first half, I mean, Carolina was playing well, started the game off strong, went into halftime. Like you said, Alabama was only up uh, one point. Uh, but then the second half, I mean, it was completely different. I mean, Alabama was just – uh, on a roll, you know, playing great defense and, uh, South Carolina just really struggled that second, second half and it started to kind of get ugly. Um, but no, I mean, look, man, I mean, Mark Sears is just playing phenomenal right now. I'm pretty sure he's leading the SEC in scoring. Um, I mean, he's just so dynamic, man. He's just so aggressive with, with him driving and, you know, shooting percentage. I mean, he's, he's doing a lot of things well. You know, the only thing I will say is Grant Nelson is a guy that I thought, um, would be playing a, a larger role, uh, or just be playing a little bit better, I, I should say. Uh, and maybe that'll come, you know, I, I think, you know, he just transferred in, you know, but he's a guy, I mean, he's got all the, you know, the, the attributes and all those good things just, you know, kind of got to put it together. But like, that's what you said yesterday. I mean, that's kind of how basketball is. Sometimes it takes time to put things together, but, um, yeah, no, I think this Alabama team was just, you know, they, they had a, a very tough, uh, you know, winter schedule and, you know, to start things off. And so they're, they're, the record might be a little misleading, but they're definitely a very good basketball team. And when you're led by a coach like Nate Oates, um, with his leadership, you know, his grit, his toughness, you know, the way he's going to get on guys and, and, and get their, their best out of them, you know, they, they obviously are going to have a chance each and every year. So definitely a great start at SEC play. And it was fun uh, to be in there. You know, the, the atmosphere definitely did uh, pick up as things went on. You know, initially, you know, it, it was pretty good. And then, you know, there's times where I'm just like, man, I just, there was a lot of people there. It's just, I feel like, I don't know. We just don't necessarily have that, that energy that I think they're looking for sometimes. But then when we really started going on a roll that second half, there was a big alley-oop, uh, someone threw and, uh, that kind of got them going. It kind of picked up, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they can kind of, you know, 
But, but all right, I will say this. It was a midweek game. You know, I think. I mean, the crowd was not good. Yeah, no, that, no, that's why I'm saying I'm just being honest. I'm being honest about that. I mean, there was moments where they got better in the second half. But it, I, I can tell, like, I'm like, man, I, we, we have a lot of room to grow in that area. And I think that's one thing they're trying to emphasize is that they're trying to do things to – to get the crowd more involved and to get them more, you know, energized and have that that type of atmosphere. Because I'll be honest, when it was picked up, like when you know people were loud and they were getting into it, I mean, it, it made it so much more fun. But then when it was kind of just quiet and we we're just playing, I was like, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's not very good. But those times when it did get loud, it was fun. So, so hopefully, but I will say they got that, the hard hats. I mean, they got all the stuff with the student section. Yeah, they got they got you know, DJ going. two checks was cranking and spinning the wheels. I mean, they're doing from a an athletic department to try to make the the home court advantage more favorable for Alabama and more fun for the people that come out. But you got to come out. I don't care if it's a midweek game. It was pretty early, right? So no, it's like much much better than those eight o'clock games. Eight o'clock games right. are rough, man. Well, it's, it's way too late. People got work the next day, and you know, they got kids. They probably got to put to bed. That's different. But yeah, six o'clock, so much better. And like I said, the turnout was was pretty good. It was it was solid. It was, um, you know, not bad at all. I think it's just but why, but we just why have to get think... people more engaged. I guess I, I, I look here. I'm not one to talk because I'll be honest with you. I it, you'll never see me standing up yelling and screaming. But then again, like. I've always been the athlete, so it's just a lot different. I, I'm you're not gonna catch me doing that. However. If you're in the student section with the hard hats and all that stuff, I mean, you better be acting a fool, being loud, because I mean that that that's that's uh, to me that's why I like going to basketball games. Like when there's that type of atmosphere, like when CJ, you know, my, when my brother was playing basketball growing up, like just like that, right? When, when my brother was playing, I never played basketball, but. I used to enjoy going to his games because those high school basketball games, like you had the people like stomping in the the, the bleachers and they get loud. And when they'd be going back and forth, it was a tight game like that to me, you know, the, the, the quick pace of basketball like that. I mean, it is so much fun when you have the right atmosphere. And I think we have that that ability. I think we have that potential. It's just we have to we have to get it out of our fans on a consistent basis. Well, I, I think here's the bottom line. You got to go. Alabama's a football school. And if you don't sure. think. That has something to do with it. It does. I mean, they still they like some I mean, basketball now. I mean, not all, but, but I'm just saying they're not going to, especially this early in the season. I don't think go out there and be you know sold out crowds, right? And you know, on Tuesday nights or Thursdays or Friday, I don't know. You know, that, that was a good game last night. That was two going to at least this part of the season. You know, yeah, uh, it was one of those games where it's like. The crowd could have made a huge difference. Now it didn't really at the time, but they could have. I mean, because you got, you know, you got um, two teams that are really good teams, and the fact that when I looked in the crowd, I'm like, wow, that ain't really good. I mean, but at the same time, they got loud when they needed to, and of course, with TV, ESPN or SEC Network. You know, the photos, the camera people, they know where to pan the cameras to, to, to not show the emptiness of a Coliseum, but you can tell it, uh, that, um, you know, uh, it wasn't as good. Let's do this real quick. Uh, Noah, let's, let's hear a little bit of Nate Odom after the win. Oh, against something. Sorry, Nate. Oops. I'm thinking of Barry Odom. Nate Odom too, because Nate Odom was the coach at Wake Forest in South Carolina. But Nate Oates, sorry, Coach Oates. Um, who's been a phenomenal basketball coach. They've won SECs. I mean, he's brought in five stars to get good players. 
they, they, they've had a tough, very tough out of conference schedule. Uh, I think a schedule that they could have easily have won a lot of those games, uh, but they fell short nine and five coming into this game against South Carolina. But last night the dudes said, Hey, you know, we're ready to play South Carolina in the SEC. Here's coach Nate Oates after the game. Great to be back in uh, Coleman. It's great to have the students back. I thought they did an outstanding job. The energy was great from the crowd. Hopefully we can continue to play well and give them a good reason. They keep turning out because that, that energy we needed. So obviously it wasn't a good start. You know, South Carolina's confident team that's been winning. You know, I think Miles Studian made the comment the SEC wasn't ready for South Carolina, which made sure we played for our guys uh oh we made the point we, we've been the team that's been one in the sec here lately uh not south carolina but they were confident like they came in ready to play the coach done a great job paris good coach and they, they got us out of the gate i didn't think we were ready to play we had four turnovers our first five possessions they scored 13 quick ones on us after we got settled in you know, we, we did a really good job the rest of the first half. We did a great job. We had multiple four-minute battles between media timeouts where they didn't score a point in the second half. So that that's the defense we're looking for moving forward. I did think they got a little tired there. He was just playing so slow when we ran them up and down a little bit. They, they had some guys that were gassed. We, our guys said it. You know, they tried to call some timeouts to... Just stem the tide a little bit, but our our guys said that you know they're tired, they're ready to crack. Like let's crack them. I thought we did a good job. You know, in the past, coaches would call the timeout after we've gone on a run, and they go on a run. We didn't we didn't do that tonight. Thought they called timeout. We come out of the timeout, got stops, and kept the momentum going our way. So there's that basketball coach Nate Oates of Alabama with uh, some comments after the game and. Okay, I'm a game cop. Everybody knows that. And I'm an Alabama football fan. I pull for Alabama when they're not playing South Carolina. But come on, Nate Oates. I mean, it seems like this, he took this a little personal, right? I mean, his comments and, and I, and I, I'm, I'm thinking South Carolina must have said I'm not on the court. I didn't hear what was said to the bench. I know there was a technical foul called on, um, I think, Michi and then a player that didn't even get into the game until like a minute and 50 seconds to okay, go. Okay, okay. Don't try um, to, no, no. See, so, why you... <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just being truthful. There was a technical call on the player on the bench that doesn't even play except garbage time. Um, oh, so, somebody's salty. Look at him being so... He's so salty. You, listen, don't, even, you don't even know what I don't the guy said. I mean, I mean listen, the dude, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point this. Nate hold on. I mean, did he have, did oh, he reach? Oh. Did he reach? Cause he said some other things too in the press conference. That, that was just some of it. We just heard a, a, a fraction of it. He started to go some other places about South Carolina and not this, that, and the third that, that, you know, it made it personal. I think he's above that. That's all I'm saying. I don't think you need to address what kids on the court, kids playing basketball, kids playing football, they talk. They're going to, they're going to do what they do. A coach shouldn't get into that. And then he becomes like he, he had a problem, and you know his voice sounded like he got four frogs in it. 
I mean, See, not see nothing. I mean, no, come on, no, I'm no, just no. saying. We got a salty Gamecock on the show today. That's all this is. I mean, uh, listen, you didn't have to go there. You won the game. They played great. They played the best defense, as he said. Not they played his name right. I mean, look, man. Nate Oates. Here's the thing. Like Oates and all those. No E. Here's the thing, man. You can say that all you want, but let me tell you something. Dudes, dudes. Like say some crazy out of pocket stuff nowadays, right? And I'm just telling you right now, I don't care if I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, year, 70 years old and I'm coaching. If I got a player talking crazy and he's looking at me and saying stuff, because you know dang well in basketball, these players do that. They'll make a three right near that coach. They'll look at dead at that coach and say say some outlandish out of pocket stuff. So maybe that happened. I mean, you weren't on the court with Nate. So, you, I mean, he might, they might have been saying stuff to, towards Nate, towards his players. That was just, was extremely disrespectful. I'm just saying, I'm not going for it. And so if he wanted to bring it up in a press conference, I'm cool with it. I mean, like, it's not all he did say. Look, he said, look, we're ready. They, they were, they were chirping. He just gave it back to him. I mean, look, man. Dudes from what any I mean, he came from Buffalo. Is that where he's you know actually? He's, he's a New Yorker. You can't yeah, tell. He's, he's, a, New, he's, no, he's I, a New Yorker. Uh, well, I wanted. Okay, I don't want to just say something without knowing for sure. I know he's he a came New Yorker. What a prompt! You just love creating enemies, and I you gonna go on our show <laughs> talking trash about Coach Oates, who I'm great friends with. I love Coach Oates. Coach Oates, I love you. By the way, you got to handle to handle my my sarcasm. And he it's actually, funny. but he actually was born in Wisconsin. So, oh, yeah. Well, good. Yeah, That's born in Wisconsin. So, he likes cheese. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, man. This dude here. All right, we got to hit a break. Let me hear what you think about <laughs> Nate Oates. You know, I don't do it. Like, I don't write notes down, so I might screw up somebody's name. It's what it is. I do it sometimes. Dude, it's the head I'm basketball positive. coach. What do you mean, screw his name? His I name know who Nate Oates is. I was thinking about Odom because I was thinking I had Barry Odom and Nate Odom. I had all these people in my mind. And so I was reading something. Anytime I'm trying to read and talk, I, I say a wrong name. That's what I do. Because I'm doing the other things beside with my MacBook Pro, by the way. Very nice. The new version. The same. Well, maybe, well, maybe focus on one thing at a time. He's over there nah. up beats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to get a break. When we come back, leave some time 100.9 questions. I know because a lot of you feel the way I feel. I mean, what you got to worry about, about when 18 to 22 years are the same? I don't care what they say. You're the head coach. You're making several million Stop dollars it. a year. Stop I ain't got to spend, waste my time in a press conference talking about the other team player. Oh, no. He's so, he's so full team. of crap. If an 18 to 20-year-old walk by him in the grocery store and says something crazy to him, he, he oh, I'm just going to mind my business. He's an 18 to 20-year-old. It doesn't matter. Turn and the other cheek, Nate. 18 Oops. to 20 is a grown man. I'm a grown Turn man. Turn the other cheek, Nate. Oops. Come on, bro. No, we got a salty game talk on the show. I so ain't salty. I, I apologize I to our listeners. Salty. We got That's a salty cock on the show right I now. Ain't, I ain't salty. A big old salty uh, cock right here. All right, we got so unfortunate. When we come back, we'll, we'll just continue to discuss this. I want to talk about Alabama. Got some good news when they start players returning. We'll tell you. Who that is. Real quick, I'll tell you about my good friends at R&R Cigars, 27036 Street. Go check out Reagan and Randy and the good folks over there with the best recliners, best flat screens, best humidor in all the Southeast. Yes, and you're in the bar business, you like to have a nice drink. Yeah, they got that too. The best bourbon in all of Alabama as well. So go check out the good folks there for comfort and relaxation and a nice smoke and a nice drink and just a nice ambiance. Go see Reagan and Randy, 2703, 6th Street. That's R&R Cigars. If you're not there, 
Go to the website, rnrcigars.com. Back in a moment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today around 50. Clear tonight, the low 35. Tomorrow, partially sunny and warmer, the high 59. Friday, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms. Storms on Friday could be severe, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. On the hump day edition, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, hanging out here with you, talking Alabama versus South Carolina basketball. Alabama getting a big win uh, to stay undefeated in the SEC. A lot of ch- chirpiness going on, and uh, we're a little bit from Nate Oldham's, and let's give you Nate Oates. I'm just, I did it on purpose for Christian. Nate Oates will um, really? hear from Lamont Paris, head coach of South Carolina, here in just a moment, but. Uh, but nonetheless, seriously, in all seriousness, it was a good win uh, for Alabama. They're looking to, to be getting back to what we thought they would look like. Uh, I can just be honest, in the offseason or I would say non-conference, I should say, they didn't look anything like I thought they would look like. They were struggling a little bit, scoring a lot of points. I mean, they can load up and fill up the basket, but they cannot play defense at all. But last night, things were different. I thought they played really good defense. They did. They definitely played really good defense in the second half. And that, that was, again, the biggest, the biggest story of the night is that second half for Alabama basketball really taking over. Um, and, and, and like I said, man, that, that second half was really where they came to life. And, um, look, if they can play that way consistently, uh, they, they've definitely got a chance. And, and look, they got some really talented guys. Mark Sears again leading SEC in scoring. I think he had 30 last night and he had a big game for sure. Um, and if they can get guys like Grant and Nelson to really, you know, get going, uh, they're definitely going to be a dangerous team. Uh, that being said, let's head to the phone lines real quick. We've got Ellis waiting. I know normally we'd wait till the last minute to get people in. So let's try to squeeze Ellis in now and, and give him some time. So Ellis, appreciate you calling in. How are you this morning? You're fine. How are y'all doing this morning? Doing well. Oh, Tyrone. Oh. Look like that chirping got South Carolina in trouble last night. There you go. You tell them, Ellis. Go ahead and yeah, tell them. Yeah, they're kidding. Right. Uh, you got to talk. You got to talk, right? Yeah, if you're going to talk, Alabama, you got to so like, Yeah, but you got to back it up when you talk. Right, right, right. right. That's what I'm saying. You got to back it up. Kind of reminds me of Alabama <laughs> football in the Rose Bowl. See? And my man Sears, boy, he's had, he had a hot night last night. Ooh, that left I'm a big bang. fan of his. I'm a big fan of him. Oh, he's yeah. uh, he, he's like like I said, he's a dog out there on the court. Yeah, he is. Uh, and we come to play last night. We just keep that up. But maybe you know that playing like that might turn the corner and uh, they'll play like that from now. On. I hope so. I mean, like I said, I if they play like yeah, that consistently, man, they're they're going to be, you know, the team to beat in the SEC. And the atmosphere was good because I watched it on TV and it was uh, pretty much loud. 
What would you say the uh, attendance was last night? Eight, seven thousand? No, it was. I think what they say, ten thousand. Uh, they, they, you know, that's never right when they announce that. Okay, well, I, I, all I know is I saw something that said it, that we. I think it was close to ten thousand. I think it, it forgot the stat, but then it was. Uh, There's another milestone that hit. But anyway, no, it, it, the attendance was solid. And like I said, the crowd for the most part was good. It's just I feel like it's like you got to dig it, you know, dig it out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, like, and I get it. You know, now when like some big things happen, they really start going. Like after that big alley, uh, that dunk, you know, it got everybody going, and then that kind of carried on for a little bit more. They started doing the defense chance and stuff. I just was saying, I wish we could have that consistently throughout the game. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to rely on just like those those big, you know, big plays that, that get everybody going. Because, I mean, you look at some of these other basketball schools, I mean, from the, the tip-off to the, the final whistle, I mean, student section's wild, it's loud. Um, it's just fun. Those, those atmospheres are always fun. Well, that's like me when I'm there. I've been the same thing I do with football. Defense out there, I holler, let's go, D, you know. It's offense out there. I'm uh, hollering, let's go offense. It's three-pointer. Rain the three-pointer. That's right. They, they, I mean, yeah. Alabama's that team. Once they learn how to play really good team defense, you know, stopping, picking rolls, you know, things and stuff like that. I mean, if they can get that down, they can score. They got dudes. They have dudes that can, you know, dribble drive. They, get, they can get to the rag. They can finish at the rag. They can yeah. pick and pop. You know, they got those kinds of guys that got really good outside shooting. They can shoot the three ball. I mean, that time they're very inconsistent. We know that, but they, they have the ability to do that. But I, I'm really, I, let me just say this and ask you else, but this is how I feel. I'm not just overwhelmed or just thrilled right now with the play of the big boy. Now I'm drawing a blank now, Christian, of the transfer from North Dakota. Um, Grant Nelson. Grant Nelson. Oh, the big Nelson. Yeah. Grant Nelson. I am drawing a blank with that, but I, but I knew that they were very high on him. He's a North Dakota Player of the Year, I believe. He had a great year. Uh, I mean, he's big. He can handle. He can, you know, shoot the outside shot. He can get to the rim. He he has all those tools, the intangibles. But I don't think he has played well uh, and and played well consistently for Alabama this season. I think Nate Oates are expecting a lot more out of him. If he can get to that level of playing consistency, or consistent, I should say, I think he adds a lot more to what Alabama's trying to do. We got enough of big boys to be nasty down there around the rim on defense, I would think. You know, that's where you really need them at, is right there. You know, I'm I'm not no... uh, expert on basketball, but that's my opinion. You want them down there where where they can rebound the ball. That's right. Well, you know, we're not experts, but the main thing is you you know, I played a lot of basketball in my day. was, you know, high school and of course got recruited to play in college and uh, could have played two sports here in South Carolina and I love basketball. It really was like my first love and I still love it. Um, but at the same time, you, you understand that when you understand the game and play it like that, you, you understand that, you know, when you look at this Alabama basketball team and what Nato's has and what he wants out of them. And we've seen, right, the blueprint the last couple of years. We lost some guys to the NBA. He lost Brandon Miller, the number one pick to, to, to Charlotte. Um, you don't have that guy. Like they haven't replaced him. They don't have that guy who, 
I believe last year no. Miller, Miller went for like 41, I believe, something like that against South Carolina. But um, Shoot, Mark they don't have, he came close. He went over 31. <laughs> no, nah, he was great, but but he's 6'1", or whatever he yeah, is. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm talking about a, a big, that, that that stretch four, right? That stretch right. guy that could, like, like Brandon could do last year. They don't have that guy. I thought Nelson would replace and give you some of that, what they had with Miller last year. Um, they don't have the big, big body, the big banger, the big physicality that, that I thought we saw more last year in the inside. I don't see that. Um, but, but they still got dudes that's good enough, I think, to compete and win in the SEC and get back, you know, and do some great things in the tournament. But I think it just takes some time. And when you get guys out of the portal, you know, we talk about it with football, Ellis, but when you get guys from the portal and they come from different styles and different places, it just takes a little bit for them to play together. But once they get it, I think they're going to be decent, really decent. Uh, I hope, like I said, I hope to make it at least two more games down there in Tuscaloosa this year. I know I'm coming in March to see them play uh, the Orange people from uh, Knoxville up there. The Orange people are pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're uh, yeah. uh, and then the Bugs are pretty good too. You know, they they beat uh, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, no, the Bugs. I mean, I mean, Bruce Pearl, man, Bruce Pearl, the man takes his shirt off and gets in the, in the stand with his and, and do body paint. I mean, that's Bruce Pearl. I mean, we was just kind of a long cheater like Jim McMahon too. But I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd rather not see awful, that man. man without a shirt on. I'd rather not yeah. see that man without a shirt on. Did you see that? Did, you should Google it. You should Google Bruce Pearl. And I'm thinking when he was at Tennessee, man, he was he was in the crowd. He was in there with the oh, yeah. crazies and had, I think, paint, body paint on, man. That I mean, they love Bruce Pearl. This player's love him. He, he's able to go out and get some good, good talent and bring to the Bugs or to Auburn, as you you like to call it. But, but listen, this is going to be a very challenging. I think there's a lot of good teams uh, in the SEC, so we just have to wait and see. But Bama gets the win over South Carolina, who I thought would be definitely one of the top, you know, four, four or five teams in the conference, and they got a big win, almost a, a thirty piece. Uh, probably would have been had a starter stayed in there, but a good win nonetheless for the Crimson Tide. Yes, sir. Uh, two more things. Uh, I'm uh, excited about uh, Malachi coming back. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, if you next time you go to the, the basketball game and you need something nice to wear, it's got Alabama on it. You need to go to Alumni Hall there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hundred percent. You you already know the drill, Ellis. Anybody that's looking for that officially licensed Alabama gear, head on over to Alumni Hall where you'll find the latest and greatest gear, the best deals, two for thirty eight deals on the T shirts. They've got the hoodies, the sweatshirts, the jackets, Peter Millar products, Yeti products, the hat wall, anything in Alabama anything and everything Alabama related that is. You can find that alumni hall that's in Midtown. Yeah, no, there's no blue clothing there. There's no blue clothing there. Not in the one in Tuscaloosa, but again, you can always go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Ellis, we appreciate you as always, man. Love you, brother. All right, brother. Roll Tide. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Ellis, he's good with giving the sponsors some love. Real quick, before we go to break, how about that message? There you go. 
Oh, that's right. We got an app message, an app question from KJ. He says, uh, with Braswell and Turner going pro, who are the upcoming edge rushers fans should look Ooh. out for? I'm personally excited Ooh. about Keanu. Also, Christian, check Corey Lull. Remember he said he thought Terry and Arnold was coming back. There you go. Yeah, listen, I, I, I got to start checking them because I'm not going to lie. He's, I, I, he's, 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 starting, he's starting to kind of cross a line here and there. And, I, and I'm, Look, I, I got I I to I, I said Terry and Arnold needs to come back. There's a difference, KJ. I didn't say he, he's coming back. I said he needs to because I think he's a second-round pick. Mm. Uh, all right, well, to answer your question, KJ, KJ excuse me, um, I would so those two guys leaving. You you're left with uh, Q Robinson. You know, I think it's going to be his fifth year. Great, that thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. Great special teamer. Uh, the only thing with Q man, a great athlete. You know, he's very productive and like in the scrimmage and stuff. When I watch him, man, I mean, he's uh, you know really good pass rusher. Can do a lot of good things. He's just he's lighter. You know, I mean, his and it's his it's his frame. You know, he's I would say similar to me, except at this point in my career, I kind of started. I had my frame look like it could hold more. He he has a little bit more of a narrow frame. Um, so I, I see them maybe having him at that true Sam position if we ever get into regular. If not, see him coming in on third down situations and kind of rotating into that jack position. But I, I don't think you see him full time at the jack position just because I don't know how they feel about, you know, his, his stature. Um, and holding up like that, I just know they, they probably want somebody a little, little, little bit thicker. Um, but uh, Keanu Coat, great, great pass rusher, man. I, honestly, I don't, I think the coaching staff kind of sleeps on him a little bit, in my opinion, just because when I've seen him out there, man, I mean, this this guy is very technical, has a lot of you know a lot of good pass rush moves, very effective getting after the uh, the quarterback. Um, just you know, it's, I think with him it's more so a mental thing, just kind of getting him up to speed with what to do, understanding you know his role and and, and you know limiting uh, you know some of the mistakes when he does get that opportunity. Um, but you got those two guys who definitely could fill in. But a young guy that I actually would look out for, because you know you had those three young guys uh, from this last class. Uh, believe it or not, I know a lot of people go straight to Keon Keeley, but uh, Quay Russo is somebody that uh, the staff is really high on. I think he's just a little bit further along in his development than the other two. Um, and I, I think there's a good chance you see him. I mean, he's got that you know, that stature that they'd probably mm. prefer in terms of that jack position that, that can hold up. I mean, he's, he's a bigger guy. I mean, this guy's uh, very solid. He's a great athlete. He's physical, which, again, that's very important. That's what they're looking for. I mean, if you look at guys like, you know, Dallas and Will Anderson, those guys are all, you know, they're physical guys. They're good athletes, but you got to be physical to be that main guy. So those, those three names right now is, you know, probably the three that I would say you'd probably see the most, uh, at least as of right now, filling in those spots. That doesn't mean Keon and Yonze can't come along. I think they definitely can and contribute, you know, whether it's, you know, third down situations or whatnot, or, or they just, you know, completely, uh, you know, grow and develop over these next few months and you see them a lot. I mean, which is very, very possible. But as things stand right now, KJ, to answer your question, I would say Q will probably be the Sam, you know, in, in like that true Sam role. And then, uh, at the Jack position, uh, you'd probably see, I think they really like Quay if they can get him up to speed. Um, so I think you'll see a, a combination of those guys. Well, maybe. Huh? And then Keanu. I think, uh, I think they need to transfer a portal, a more, 
uh, senior laden player too on the outside. They, I, I they, like they the young guys. They definitely are. They definitely are are open to that. I mean, they had that yeah. edge guy from A and M come visit. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think they could benefit. That would be a good spot to get a guy. Initially, you I remember. Have a guy. I was saying, you know, uh, like a month ago, I was like, I don't understand. You got all these guys. However, if you're talking about you know really just trying to make sure you have some experience in that position and some somebody reliable that you can put in the mix with those other guys, uh, yeah, I definitely think they could benefit from that. Now, will they find somebody? I'm not sure. But I think the, the the most glaring position they need right now is center, but definitely an edge guy could help that that rotation uh, tremendously. But um, I, again, they're high on Quay Russo, and if they can get him up to speed, I man, he's a younger guy. But I, I think he's yeah. kind of that player that they're looking for at that position. I think, you know, you go to the portal, and that's when you're going to hit the break. So you go to the portal, and you find a guy that's got experience that right. can help these young guys, right? Because exactly. that's what you're going to need. Some guy that you can count on right now, and then you hope that these Kim Keeley and the guys, you know, Q and all these guys that you're talking about, bring them along, because you've got to be able to get at the quarterback. In today's game, if you can't rush the quarterback, you got problems. And the best pass defense, and we're going to talk about the back end because Malachi Moore said on X that he will return. I think that's big news for the Crimson Tide. We'll talk about that and what that means. And But the way they get help, the way these new corners, that's going to be two new starters to replace Terion Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry. The best way you help these guys, you've got to bring some dudes that got fire in their bones. You got to bring some dudes that are kamikazes off the edge. You got to bring some dudes that can work some moves and get to the quarterback fast. And I'm going to talk more about that and why that's important to the success going forward for the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll discuss that. Here break 205-342-9904. That's the number to the program. Don't forget that Tide 100.9 free app. Love to hear from you there. Get your thoughts and comments on anything that we talked about, including the basketball win over South Carolina last night in the NFL, wherever you want to go this last second. Quick time out. Come back. More of your calls, more of your messages. More of the pastor paying Christian Miller and the best reader in Alabama, Noah Haynes. Quick time out back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Thought we came out of the gates the way that we wanted to. It's probably almost the complete opposite of our last game, the Mississippi State game. We were running in mud for the first couple minutes five six minutes and then we got it together and played this one was the opposite played well early and then uh then just couldn't get anything going first half we did enough to be in a spot that was certainly acceptable and then in the second half we let some of our some of our lacks of success impact other aspects of the game and and they thrived on that and you know got it more in transition they were getting more stuff in transition there is Lamont Parrish I want you to hear a little bit of his press conference last night as the game cops go down to the Crimson Tide and Nate Oates uh, in a big way a big loss of South Carolina big win for the Alabama Crimson Tide we're taking your phone calls 205-342-9904 let's talk a little bit of football here in this last segment Jason McClellan has declared for the NFL draft he ran for 890 yards last year for the Tide got banged up a little bit toward the end of the year came back scored two touchdowns uh, in the Rose Bowl uh, but uh, the news were maybe he would transfer play another year 
But uh, now he has officially declared for the NFL draft, so we wish him nothing but the absolute best. I think he's got a promising future. Uh, but good news for Alabama. We talked about it, teased it a little bit. Malachi Moore, the, the whatever you want to call it, the spur, whatever you want to position, safety, star. whatever you want to call star, uh, is returning for Alabama as a young man that had a lot of good promise. Uh, played okay. I don't think he plays best football this past season, but definitely has a great upside. Christian, he's coming back. Uh, I think it helps that secondary that's going to be missing the two starting corners. You got some dudes that's going to be back there. Him and Caleb Downs for sure. Those safety positions uh, uh, should be okay just for a position, uh, but they're going to have to add some pieces to that. But just talk about that in general, what that means for this defense. Losing Kevin Steele, don't have a defensive coordinator by name just yet. Many people still think it's going to be uh, Traverius Robinson. We call him T-Rob. Uh, I have my reservations. I think he can do it, but the fact that he is a back-end guy, not so much a front-seven type guy, you know, how Coach Saban views that. Is he looking to do something new? We talked about, you know, replacing the two outside rushers with Braswell and Dallas Turner leaving for the NFL draft. They got to get some dudes to replace because we know the best pass defense is a pass rush. You got to have dudes that can get up the quarterback. You being an edge rusher in that same system understands uh, the importance of that. That's why I think they got to really look into the portal while they continue to develop a lot of those five-star guys they have sitting right there. Um, but I think they should find somebody with the guys they have coming back. The, 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 the last two years of recruiting has been phenomenal. The last three years, actually. Uh, they got dudes, but how now do they build on that? Because what we've seen and what happened in the Rose Bowl, how they were dominated up front by Michigan's defensive front, how the pressure was a big factor in that ball game that got Michigan in to the national championship and therefore won the national championship. How does the tide uh, change course, if you will, with this defense? Because I think, you know, if the defense, I don't think, I do know, if the defense held up in that Rose Bowl, I mean, tie has to win. As bad as Jalen and their offense and the line and snaps, we can say all of that. The reality of it is the Tide had to lead with, with four minutes to go. The way they like to play football, probably the way they designed to win this football game. But it was a defense that peed down their leg. It was a defense that gave up plays. It was a defense that made numerous mistakes in the most critical moments of this football game. So how do Alabama, how does Alabama rewrite this ship? and do the right things to help this talented group of guys that they do have. And that's what I'm more uh, concerned and what I'm looking at. Well, first, to answer your uh, first question, uh, Malachi Moore returning is monumental for this team, uh, not just the defense, but this team. You know, he's a veteran. This guy's experienced. I mean, he's been playing since a true freshman. I remember, you know, his true freshman campaign, a lot of people are comparing him to, to, to Minka. I mean, yeah, he... He had a phenomenal true freshman campaign, battled some injuries, kind of, you know, shifted around a little bit. But you're talking about a guy that, I mean, he's, he was, we talk about the inside linebacker being the quarterback of the defense, which they are. Uh, but in terms of this specific defense, Malachi Moore, I mean, they, they, you know, they're relying upon him, you know, to do all the communicating in the back end. I mean, he's, he's that commander back there, right? So having him return, uh, number one with, the, with this specific defense, but two, just as a, as a leader on this team, um, yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind that it's it's going to benefit this this defensive team tremendously. So we're really happy to see him back. Plus, I think 
he's definitely going to boost his draft stock. I mean, I know you said he, he had like a subpar year. I thought he had a, a very solid year. I mean, he might have had some games that were better than others, but I, I, I definitely felt that he was very impactful this season, had some big games, and then stepped up big, um, you know, throughout the season. So uh, that's going to be huge. Uh, in terms of just getting back to that level of play, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, I was on X and saw a video of uh, our 2016 defense uh, when I was a sophomore. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, like you just people have to understand that you'll probably never see like a defense as talented as that like i mean that, that's it's, it's so it's so rare right i mean that defense was the other one was uh was it 20 or 2010 or something it was it was a year that they they didn't win a championship i want to say it was maybe 2010 I mean, just crazy numbers, man, in terms of just, I mean, like holding teams under like two point some yards uh, a rush. I just, it's, it's, those defenses are so rare, but let me talk on the 2016 one. I mean, again, I, we throw these names around, but I don't think people truly understand. I mean, like when you look at this defense and, and not just the names, but the numbers, I mean, we were scoring, we were scoring on defense like every single game, which I don't think people understand. That's crazy. Like even even like when I in the moment when I was playing on on the team, like we knew what we were doing and we knew you know how special it was, but I, I don't think we really knew just because it was so natural. It was like that was our standard, like that's all we knew. Like we would like make jokes about hey, how many were we going to score this game, and it wasn't just defense. Hell, it was special teams because my sophomore year, you know, I rotated in some on defense, but I you know I played a lot of special teams, and we were scoring on special teams like every game too. I mean, it looked like we were like. Just crazy, uh, but to try to to try to 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 recreate that or to get close to that, I, look, you got to have dogs, man. I mean, it, that's as simple as it gets. I mean, y'all talk about you know oh, we got to simplify. It. Look, we are running that same defense, all those same principles, same coverage integrities, all that same crap, and and, and look how dominant that was. So that's why I keep. That's why. I, I understand. I, I don't think it'd be bad to simplify things, but that's why I'm so adamant when I speak on saying, like, I don't think that's the the most glaring issue because we've been running that and we and, and we executed it and it, it was damn good when when we executed right. But talk about dogs. I mean, yeah. I mean, you talk different about players. Different, and, and that's what I was about to say. I think that's more of the that's more of the difference. Again, I mean, defense hadn't really changed. The difference is you got dogs and not just one or two. You've got dogs in every position group. In the secondary, you got Marlon hum- Humphrey, who is arguably one of the most physical cornerbacks ever really to play corner. And it wasn't just that he used to struggle with his ball skills here and there in, in college. Definitely. Yeah, he's, yes, a, right. he's all pro. No, just, he's just, just playing the ball in the air. You know, he, he's, <laughs> we used to mess with him. That wasn't just him. Now, let's be honest. A lot of the defensive backs, uh, they, I think most experts that know the game would tell you they didn't play the ball very well. I mean, cause they dropped numerous interceptions over the last people remember we used to not always get our head turned around remember he used to drive people nuts right. like, oh, you just turn around and you'd, have a, you'd have a pick you always play the, the receiver so anyway but you talk about dogs you got Marlon at corner he's a dog Marlon go back and watch the tape I mean Marlon's coming up and, and crashing dudes like you know smashing receivers physical at the cornerback position right. you had Minka Fitzpatrick coming down blasting guys from the safety position Ruben Foster at middle linebacker Dog. You just got drafted right? by the XFL, by the way. Congratulations to Ruben. Congrats to Ruben, right? Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Dalvin Thompson, Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson up front. All dogs. That's not just one dog. So that, that, like, it's hard, man. That's why when people talk about now, I mean, it's just different. Like, 
you don't have that many dogs, right? I mean, we, we're just we're like hoping we can find one or two. <laughs> but if you listen to the recruiting rankings, you go to two forty seven on three ESPN. They're going to tell you that Alabama got dogs. They're number two behind Georgia. They were number one or two last year. They were probably number one, two, or three the year before that. Right. That's what I'm telling you. There is there is a change, but other people are getting dogs. Michigan has some dogs. The other team, the Georgia had some dogs. I mean, the last two years, the Georgia one, they had nothing but dogs. So is it the recruiting? Look, I... Is the, because there's a disconnect somewhere because we talk about all these names you just listed. Yeah. And then now you don't have those guys, so that tells me that you're not doing the right things in recruiting well, to get those dogs. Well, the other we, side, know, no. we know times have changed, and we got too many nice guys. Well, the, and, and, and so that's the problem. You, you know, I was watching a film of, of, you mentioned Marlon coming up and playing cover two. He's a zone corner, but when they ball bounce, I'll say, you know what he did? He didn't do that Kool-Aid, dug his head, throw his shoulder. He wouldn't put that thing on. So that's what I'm saying. Dudes that understand and respect the game like that and love it. I don't think guys love the game anymore like that. I think they're about the, the clicks and I think they're about the you know brand and that's all they're concerned about. Well, I was about to say that. And, and I think recruiting is half of, but the other half is also the development, right? And I'm not saying we're doing a you know we're not doing as good of a job, but look, you can't tell me everybody. That I just was naming, yeah, most of those guys I just named, probably majority of them were five stars. However, I think the other half of it was, and I'm not, and I hate to even get into this whole debate because I'm not. Look, I, I love you know the the guys that we have now. I think they do an excellent job of uh, you know getting guys ready in the weight room and doing all that sports specific work. Uh, you know, Paul and uh, David Blue, they they do a great job in the weight room. Uh, but I will say, in terms of uh, from just that that motivational stand standpoint that perspective you know coach Cochran, right. man i mean he's just he's invaluable so missing pieces. you know what i mean and so i, I, I and i'm just i'm speaking from my experience i just know his ability to to really pull your full potential out of you and really get you know expose another layer to you and and, and just turn he, he used to create dogs even if we you yeah. know what i mean he used to make them if, the, if yeah. somebody wasn't a dog so i i think that uh definitely you know plays a role as well but again that's, that's just yeah. me you know that's subjective that's just my no opinion. you know you play this real quick no real quick i know we got real quick what that app message said real quick Oh, yeah, we just had an app message from Pat. He said, uh, bless Corey's heart about the South Carolina game, but he said the only time that uh, South Carolina was in the game was when they got off the bus. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> hey, everybody that's putting him in this place, I appreciate it because we had a big old salty cock on the show today. He was upset. We got, he got beat by, I couldn't even. <laughs> what, what, what did you just say? A big old salty cock because he was mad. His game cocks got whooped on here in Tuscaloosa with Coach Oates, not Odom, <laughs> Coach Oates. And his gang put it on them. But I want to take a uh, real yeah, quick. Coach Odom, that's no, you talking about. No, I'm talking about Coach Odom. But real quick, I want to talk about our presenting sponsor, the Good Feet Store. Make sure you guys check them out if you're in any type of pain. Foot pain, knee pain, back pain. They'll take great care of you. They'll get you fitted for those premium art supports designed to eliminate and alleviate pain. And while they're getting you fitted, they got the, the foot massages, all type of, you know, cool gadgets and things for you to check out. So go check them out right now in Midtown Village. Again, that's a Good Feet Store right there here in, Mid in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Or you can go to goodfeet.com. Again, that's good feet and proving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. Two feet at a time. Present All right, real quick, we got to get out of here. Uh, Goat Latia says this. Thought through it battle with Saban.
defense and let y'all loose and just play. Wouldn't that equal to making the defense more simple for the 2016 defense? That's one you played in. The answer is an astounding, resounding yes. You're yeah. right. All right, we got to get up out of here. Appreciate you. Don't. Latia, appreciate you. This all the way out in California. All right, we'll get out of here. Make way for the friends at the Big Noon. The boys got, got some fire coming, so stay tuned. Keep it locked on Tide 1.9-1230 WTBS. That being said, God bless you. We love you. Peace out. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Be good. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Are you ready to smell the-